The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As many as 500 people are said to be dead after a rocket struck a hospital on the Gaza Strip. The Israeli Defence Forces have denied responsibility for the attack. They have attributed it to the Islamic Jihad militant group. Well, for the latest on this particular bloody episode, we are joined from Tel Aviv by Yotam Confino, foreign editor at Jewish News. Uh, Yotam, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, This is a a disaster for Israel, irrespective of where the truth lies. Uh, In the Middle East generally, Israel is being blamed for what happened last night. Absolutely. It is, first of all, a catastrophe for the many people who were killed, but it's also a catastrophe for Israel. Like you said, they are being blamed no matter what. It doesn't matter which evidence they provide. The world opinion is divided now and to the Palestinians, those who support the Palestinians, no matter what, no matter which evidence is, pre- is presented, and then those who, who support Israel also, no matter what. What's happening right now is an intensive campaign by Israel to present as much evidence as possible, which they have this morning, and they are sharing it with the United States and with other world leaders, and they are, first of all, videos showing rockets being fired from Gaza and then failing to cross the border, and also an intercepted phone call between Hamas members that uh, discuss this particular incident. And they say it is Islamic Jihad that was behind it. And of course, they're shocked that this happened. It was not on purpose, but nevertheless, they knew it. And then Israel said they rushed to send out a statement, of course, blaming Israel, and uh, saying that uh, roughly 500 people were killed. And, I, and the Israeli army said that that should have probably been the first indication that something is wrong. You can't count that many bodies in such a short amount of time. Anyway, this is the situation. And Israel is, of course, now looking to get the world leaders and their intelligence agencies to verify this information. So at least they have the support from them. Uh, but it will be uh, difficult. We saw the demonstrations in various cities throughout the Middle East, uh, including on the West Bank, um, uh, in reaction to this. Um, so one way or the other, in terms of any uh, attempts to open humanitarian corridors and so on and so forth, uh, these will be frustrated by the anger that is being felt. Absolutely. And what's happening right now is, uh, first of all, you see these mass demonstrations in the West Bank, in Lebanon, in Jordan. And regardless of the truth, you have two entities right now that are looking very carefully and closely at what's happening in Gaza, that is Hezbollah in Lebanon and Iran. And they have both said that if Israel continues to bombard in Gaza, they will retaliate, as in they will be a united front. And even if they do know that Islamic Jihad is behind this, If public opinion says that Israel is responsible, Hezbollah and Iran have to either follow through on their threats and engage in a war with Israel or back down and lose face uh, in front of all of their supporters in the Middle East that expect them to punish Israel for this atrocity. If uh, we accept that this was a a terrible accident caused by uh, a rocket from Islamic Jihad falling uh, and exploding in the wrong place. Um, I mean, I think people would accept that it was not a deliberate act of provocation to try and broaden the war out uh, more widely in the Middle East. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I also don't think so. I do actually think that Islamic Jihad, they were meant to 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 kill people on the Israeli side. They fired at Israel. Uh, so I don't think that's really 
uh, debatable. I do think most people agree that that wasn't the intention. And you could also hear the surprise in the conversation between the two Hamas members, if this is actually an actual conversation, which can be verified. You can hear that they're, they're, they're shocked to saying, why, why did it have to hit the hospital of all places? Couldn't have just had hit an, an empty field, which they often do, by the way. Israel said that 450 rockets have, have fell uh, inside the Gaza Strip since last Saturday. So it's not unusual, really, that they don't cross the border. Now, it's very difficult for Israel to get sympathy uh, in trying to maintain that they did not uh, target the hospital, even inadvertently, uh, because of the nature of the destruction that has already been wrought on uh, Gaza City, particularly. Um, they'll say, you know, look at what they've been doing. Uh, they're moving you know, half a million people out of Gaza City are forcing them to move. There's no water, there's no food. Uh, power mm. is at a minimum. Um, so mm. why wouldn't they do something like this? Because they are already really, really trying, uh, t- trying to avoid civilian casualties. And they're saying, we're giving them warnings. We are asking them to leave. And we do know that this is a horrendous situation for them. But we have warned that we need to get to every single member of Hamas. And if they are hiding uh, around you, you need to flee because you're putting yourself at risk. And Israel already knows that the scenes we're seeing in Gaza uh, have really, really caused huge backlash, uh, at least in world opinion. So the worst thing you can do, the absolute worst thing you can do is to go out and bomb a hospital, a school or would also be horrific. Those two things would be the worst strategy. If you're trying to build a coalition of world leaders around you, if you're trying to persuade world opinion that you are in fact trying to hit Hamas and not civilians, it would be moronic, to put it mildly, to go and bomb a hospital. And that's why Israel has worked effortless, effortlessly since last night to produce as much material as possible because the clock is ticking. All media in the world have reported on this hospital and most media also cited the Palestinian health ministry, the Gaza, the Hamas-run health ministry, saying Israel was behind this. So the damage, it's all, it's all about damage control, really. That's all what it's about right now. Uh, the, the, the problem with a theory that says we will root out Hamas, we will destroy the leadership at the chain of command, we will... Uh, kill or capture uh, the Hamas fighters and, uh, you know, maybe teach a lesson to the people in the Gaza Strip that supporting Hamas is uh, not the way to go. Uh, That might be a theory. But then they look at what happens when you support Fatah on the West Bank and the Israeli settlements continue to expand. They say, what is the point? Hmm. Absolutely. Listen, Israel has not made itself made put itself in a good situation when it comes to the Palestinians at all, especially in the last, I would say, even 20 years. It's only gotten worse. What's happening in the West Bank is atrocious. Uh, settlers are running rampant, c- carrying out pogroms. The military doesn't have it under control. So absolutely, there is widespread anger and hatred among Palestinians for Israel. So one can understand why you're in Gaza as a civilian being bombarded and you don't really know what's happening on the other side because Hamas won't tell you what they did on the Israeli side. They are just saying that we liberated parts of Palestine. They're not telling their people that they beheaded babies and raped women. They're not saying that. They're they're just basically saying we tried to liberate Palestine. So if you're a civilian in Gaza and the only information you have access to really is Hamas and Israel is bombarding you, then of course this hatred grows. So 
it's an impossible situation for everyone. It's an impossible situation for Israel and for the civilians in, in Gaza and the West Bank, for that matter. Do you expect the ground offensive to go ahead? I do, but I did hear also the IDF spokesperson saying something about uh, everyone is talking about a ground offensive. Well, we are because you mentioned it. <laughs> That's why we're talking about it. And he said, well, there might, there might also be a different surprise. So I don't really know why they are not sticking to the original plan. But I, I think most people expect a ground offensive simply because you cannot eradicate Hamas physically by bombarding Gaza. That's not possible. You have to go in with ground troops. So if they want to stick to their main goal and eradicate Hamas, they need to send soldiers in. It's very simple. Uh, and suffer huge losses, uh, one would uh, expect. The problem, what we have now in Gaza is a, a territory and a city that will need to be largely rebuilt. And one suspects that uh, hopefully this war, when it's over, um, that the international community will get involved and, and perhaps be a moderating influence between the two sides absolutely we have different scenarios one is that israel reoccupies gaza and administers it like they do in the west bank that's one option they have denied that they want to do that but that's an option number two to install the palestinian authority which is also unlikely because the palestinian authority won't be seen as collaborating with israel and number three you could have the international community the un maybe going in and somehow administering this area uh, in an interim period. But it's it's really, really just bad options altogether. Mm. And lastly, Egypt doesn't want to have any of the Palestinians. They're closing the border mainly because they don't want civilians in, in the Sinai Desert. They don't want responsibility for millions of Palestinians. So they are just caught in a horrific situation with a terrorist organization keeping them hostage and Israel trying to to kill these terrorists. And in the meantime, they are killing also civilians because they're hiding between them. Finally, the, the mood in Israel itself. Um, uh, initially, when uh, Hamas came over the border and attacked, uh, there was uh, quite a lot of anger about uh, Netanyahu and his government and the failure of I intelligence. What is the mood now? Mm. I would say it's still anger, but I've been in the south, uh, in Sterod, and uh, mainly in Sterod, the city of Sterod, which is very close to the Gaza border, which has turned into a military city. So I've spoken to many, many soldiers, and you feel it, there is some sort of a morale boost. They are ready to bury their, uh, their, their, their hurt. They're trying to suppress their emotions and focus on getting rid of Hamas, so you can feel that there is... There's, a, there's a, a good morale, if you can even call it that. But if you talk about civilians in Israel, they are still absolutely shocked and horrified because most people know somebody who was either killed or raped or slaughtered. And on the other hand, you also have people who are furious with the government for absolutely failing them on the one thing that they asked for, which is security. So anger, shock, but also some morale among uh, among soldiers. Yotam Confino, foreign editor at Jewish News, thank you very much for joining us. We're also joined by Dr. Ahmed Mahmoud, a doctor who's working in Ireland but who has family still living in the Gaza Strip and who recently lost his brother-in-law and his uncle. Uh, good morning, Ahmed. Good morning. Now, uh, you're listening to that uh, fairly dispassionate reporting from uh, Yotam Dam Confino about the military situation and the reaction in Israel. But for you, uh, this is much more visceral. This is much more personal. Yes, exactly. What are you hearing yourself from within Gaza? 
It is. It's a, it's a horrific situation what's happening in Gaza. You are seizing 2.2 million of people for more than 16 years. There is no proper healthcare system. I'm a doctor. I know what's happening in the hospitals there. There is no electricity, no food, no water coming. No clear water is, is provided to the people now when they are in, in a blockage, in an unjust siege in Gaza. I have lost my, my brother-in-law while the, the bombs around their houses. My sister and six of her children been under the rubble for hours until they get out and they re- realize that the dad is gone. And my uncle, he's 75 years old, ex, an ex-engineer. Uh, he, he lost his life. And so many children, over a thousand of children been, been uh, losing their life for the past 10 days. Imagine that. And on top of that, they are they are bombing the hospital. If you are if you want to ignore the the yesterday incidents of uh, the hospital being bombarded by the Israelis, there is so many other hospitals being bombarded since the since the the last like last past ten days, and so many ambulances and doctors being killed during the attacks. A close friend of mine, like he's a plastic surgeon in the Shefa hospital. He works for six days in continuous when he wants to visit his family back after low, long shifts. He's been killed with his family. The nature so it's, of... It's, a horror it's, it's absolutely horrifying and the images coming out of Gaza are, are so distressing. Um, and... The, the question, though, is the provocation. You say that the Israelis have effectively blockaded Gaza for so many years that people live in dreadful uh, situations without adequate medical help and so on. But the, the, what happened 10 days ago when Hamas came across the border, um, was there a fear at that time that what they did, if, if the people in Gaza know what happened, that that would bring on exactly the kind of retaliation that we're seeing now? You know, if you want to go back to the history for the past 20 years, Israelians, they don't have an excuse to bombard Gaza. There is so many incidents, like go back to 2008, 2012, 2014, 2016. There is a war against the civilians in Gaza. If they are like, they want to blame whatever resistance in Gaza and they want to fight them, they can go and invade and fight them in, in person, or they want like war to war, rather than they are bombarding. You know, Gaza is one of the most dense, condensed area in the world. Two point two point two million people they are living in a small area like Navan. You know, yeah. it's only four hundred kilometers square, and you are sieging them like this is the 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 the, the wide like this open open air prison. It's a, it's a, I have visited Gaza just last summer. It's a horrific situation what the people they are living there. There is no employment for those youngsters. They are finishing the university, finishing a study, and they're just no, no continuous of the life. They, ha, they have no hope. The life is horrific. They are, they have no, it's, for them, it's like they are in a siege. They are in a, in a prison. 
Now, when you heard what happened uh, a week ago last Saturday uh, with the incursion of Hamas into Israel, um, did you fear, when you heard what happened, did you fear... Definitely, definitely. I, I, I have fear for all the civilians will be, be, be in trouble because I know the reaction of Israel will be too much. It's un, uh, uncomparable what, 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 what Palestinians do. How do you see all of this uh, ending up? I mean, do you see the Israelis going in with ground forces and uh, a very bloody street-by-street civil war happening within Gaza? Hopefully not. But I, I think Israel, with this mentality of of uh, criminal war, what they are doing, and with this, with with no respect to the international law, there is, they have no respect to the Geneva Conventions. They have no respect to the international law for for the rights of humans. For the children, they, they would do that. Why not? They have their, their hands is full of blood, Palestinian blood. Why they won't do that? Um, do you think there's any possibility that this uh, bomb that hit the hospital last night was, in fact, uh, an Islamic jihad rocket that went astray? I'm not sure about that. You, ha- you still have an open mind that because that, that, these things happen. I'm not sure about that. Like it could be, but I'm not sure because they they are not not stupid enough to 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 bomb like their own people. You won't do that, is it? Yeah. You yeah. won't do that if you are like even like you, you are in a war. You won't be bombarding your own people just to to blame to blame the others. You won't do that. Have you managed the to people, hear? They are, you know, the people they are in Gaza. They ask. The Israeli government or the army, they ask 1.5 million to leave their houses from the, from the north to the south. And on the way, they are going to seek shelter or seek a little bit safety. They bomb them in the way. Have you managed to hear from your family in Gaza? Not, not. For already four days, I'm not hearing from them any news because there are no electricity, no internet. So there's no way there of no knowing. There's no landline to, to contact them. No way of it's knowing who's situation. alive and who's dead. No. Dr. Ahmed Mahmoud, a doctor based in Meath uh, with family living in Gaza, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.